Brad. Uh, this is David Hine. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for your time. Uh, yeah, as I always say, there are so many podcasts out there, and you have decided to come and uh, listen to our show here, and it is wildly appreciated, unbelievable uh, that you uh, that you come to to the show and uh, give us a chance to fill your time. Uh, this time, uh, we have a interview uh, with uh, a good buddy of mine who, unfortunately, I haven't seen in a while because he's back in the states, and I'm here in Germany still, and. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, we're talking about the basketball league. Uh, you know, there's actually a number of leagues uh, besides the NBA, besides college basketball, for the G, besides the G League, uh, and uh, besides your league, uh, besides European basketball. And Wendell Maxey uh, covers uh, the basketball league, um, and uh, it's a growing league. And figured uh, get him on the show to kind of talk about the league. And uh, what he's doing, uh, he has a substack. It's called Around the Basketball League. Um, obviously, the link will be in the show notes. Um, and uh, so talk to him. Uh, and then, um, yeah, d- let's get to the big three. Obviously, here in Belgrade for the for the, uh, for the the Euroleague Final Four, for the Adidas Next Generation Tournament Finals. Uh, and story we're watching... Um, you know, I, I'm. I, I, we'll 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 do the story we're watching. We'll go on the the young side, and, and uh, we'll say Real Madrid versus France. Uh, Real Madrid, obviously, uh, in the ANGT, not in the uh, Euroleague Final Four. Um, the you know Real Madrid is the two time, uh, yeah, two time reigning champions. Uh, won in nineteen in two thousand nineteen and two thousand twenty one, and uh, you know been sort of the dominant force in youth basketball here in Europe for a while, and uh, that. You know it's gonna be a little. It's gonna be a little tighter this time around, um, and uh, you know they 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 have uh, Asvel and Insep both uh, here at this tournament. Stella Azura is the is the other uh, team that won all four of their uh, that won the four qualifying tournaments, and uh, uh, the two French teams are definitely uh, you know contenders for this title. You know it's not gonna be an easy road at all for. Uh, for Real Madrid, and um, uh, it wouldn't shock me at all if uh, either of the French team win. Uh, French teams win, uh, and and the other the other team that kind of in my eyes has a, has a has a good chance is actually the next generation team, the selection team by Adidas uh, Vasilis Panoulis. Uh, obviously, is coaching those guys, uh, and uh, you know they all have played already for him, and. Uh, uh, you know he's going to have those guys ready. They're not going to really know each other very well, um, but uh, you know he will have them ready. And uh, you know uh, it's going to be those guys are big, man. And I don't know if they they're going to be able to shoot. And um, I, I think they could they could they could win this thing, um, which I I don't necessarily know would be a good thing. I think this is kind of a club competition, and it'd be kind of nicer to see a club win it. Uh, but they can definitely win it. Um, young player. I'm just going to say 96 because there's 96 guys on the eight teams here. And, uh, you know, they're all here in Belgrade. They're all, you know, they all want the, their chance to shine. And so I didn't I didn't want to pick out anybody, you know, because this is right now the center of European basketball. And, uh, uh, yeah, you know, 96 guys are coming here hoping to uh, to leave with a title. And um, it seems like it would be one of those three teams, Real or the two French teams, but – you never know. Uh, an event, obviously, you know, we're in Belgrade, and the Euroleague Final Four is, uh, is going to be uh, tipping off uh, Thursday nights. And, um, you know, we have uh, you know, two really nice games, Real Madrid uh, against uh, Barcelona. Obviously, you know, huge El Clasico rivalry uh, from Spain. And then the other game, FS reigning champions against Olympiacos. And, and uh, Greek teams always uh, have magic in the um, – in the uh, in the final four, it's been a long time since the Greek team went to the final four and didn't make it to the final. And uh, FS uh, will definitely be challenged. You know, Olympiakos has been one of the best teams all year, and uh, you know, I imagine they will uh, they will um, uh, they'll give them a fight for sure. It's going to be two really really good games. Uh, all right, let's get to our sneak peek uh, interview. Uh, we uh, every week we also do the Taking the Charge Prospects podcast, which is part of the paid subscription. Um, you can go to takingthecharge.substack.com 
uh, become a paid subscriber in addition to the to the Taking the Charge Prospects podcast, which is an in-depth interview with a young prospect. We also have the uh, full archives of the Talking Talent uh, podcast, where each week uh, we have some scouts come on and talk uh, in-depth about some uh, some of the top players around the world. Uh, and this week uh, on the Taking the Church Prospects podcast, we had uh, Artur Shagars um, from uh, Latvia playing on loan this season, uh, the s- sort of last third of the season, uh, last half, third of the season, whatever, with uh, with Basketball Live in Braunschweig in in, uh, in Germany, and obviously is a loan player from Joventut Barcelona. So here's a sneak peek of the interview with him, and we'll catch you on the other side. Was was there a point where you kind of started doubting yourself, and then and then and then maybe that doubt kind of came back, or was 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 then finally gone this like you know, like during these last let's say two three months when yeah you know, when you're, um, you know like the seventeen points against you know Göttingen where you you know you had five threes you know you had the seven seven assists uh, seven assists zero turnovers uh, against Kreilsheim you know maybe you know, doubts, and then maybe, you know, this season kind of, you know, these these last couple of months kind of said, you know what? Because you haven't had a chance to really show what you can do. And, yeah. and sometimes you might, even, you know, as a youngster, you'd be like, well, I, I always thought I was able to do it, but maybe, you know, you never got a chance to. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say I had doubted myself at any point. I mean, of course, the doubt creeped in a couple of times, you know, uh, especially, especially when the injury happened again. I was like, but it wasn't that. It wasn't a doubt about my basketball abilities. It was a doubt about my, the way I see my future going. It was a doubt about that. It might change, you know, it might take more time. It might take this and that. But I I always knew, and since I was like even younger, uh, a couple of years ago, I was like, okay, maybe I don't have the role now, but eventually if I'm comfortable with my basketball abilities and stuff, I'll eventually find home somewhere. I'll eventually have the chance to show the world to my show myself and my people that you know I'm, I'm able to do this you know so uh yeah i would say that doubt sometimes creeped in but in a different different way not not especially not, not specifically the basketball part you know uh but yeah and uh, when i had like some games with a uh, bad shooting percent i think it was like two or three games in a row where i couldn't just make a shot uh for me, that's that's normal now because I'm. This is my first time in like three years to have a chance and consistently play. You know, so obviously it's not gonna just be boom up. Uh, and I was, I was I just stuck with it, stuck with it. You know, it kept shooting, uh, kept my confidence and all that. And uh, so yeah, I, I I wouldn't say that I lost confidence at any point, but. I mean, of course, it like like I said before, it creeped in a couple of times, but I never let it take it over me, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, this whole time, uh, you know, what kind of communication are you having? Have you had this, this, these last few months then with Jovan Tut uh, about this whole thing? Or have they kind of no, just, actually, they've kind of just sent you and said, you know, go do your thing, uh, you know, make sure you stay healthy and, 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 you know, and, and, and get on the court and, you know, try to do, did they talk to you, talk to coach, talk to organization, say, you know, kind of would like to have them do this or this at all, or what kind of communication with, uh, with not really, uh, not really, no. Uh, the plan was for me to go have minutes. I talked with Coach Jesus Ramirez uh, before I went there. I talked with him on the, on the phone. You know, we had we had our talks about what could my role be, that it's not going to be easy. I still have to fight for my role because Andre Senhal and uh, Tuki Brown, they're doing a good job as well, you know. And I might run a little bit as a shooting guard as well as a two. So, uh, but it's not going to be easy. I have to fight for it. You know, it's a professional league. You, you're not going to have anything for free. It doesn't matter what the way you did in, when you were 18 or 19, you know. So, and yeah, I, I like the idea. I like the competition. Of course, I wouldn't want anybody to hand me something for free, you know, because I, I don't think I deserve it uh, at that point. And uh, yeah, uh, to be honest, I had a little bit, I didn't know what to expect from the German basketball style, you know, but uh I like it actually. I like it a lot. Like it's it's a lot of pick and rolls. Uh, it's not as strict as I would say Spanish basketball. You know, like uh, coaches like to break plays if you feel like you see the opening or whatever, and uh, a lot of running. Uh, I think it's more athletic than Spain for sure. Uh, and yeah, 
but uh, back to the question. I mean, I'm sorry. Back to the question. Barcelona just sent me there to get minutes, play, do my thing. It wasn't a specific thing they wanted me to do, you know, just develop in general. All right, fantastic stuff. Uh, yeah, it was a very fun interview. Uh, please become a paid subscriber. Uh, if you think it's too much, come back, you know, come to me, drop me a message, and, and we can talk about uh, the paid subscription, lowering the price if you uh, if you want to. Um, but a very nice conversation. Uh, a guy who, uh, you know, I've always enjoyed my time talking with him. I've been able to catch up a couple times. Obviously watched him at under-18 European Championship when, uh, when they won the um, – uh, when they when they when they won silver, uh, they took second place in a fantastic tournament. Um, all right, so let's get to the interview uh, of the week that we have. Uh, Wendell Maxey, as I said before, uh, he covers uh, the basketball league, and uh, and his Substack is around the basketball league. You know, there's so many basketball, there's so much basketball out there right now, and uh, and uh, Wendell is uh, actually one of the leading forces right now in covering the league um, and, uh, and and getting some great information out there, some great stories. Wendell's a great storyteller, so it's uh, – it's, uh uh, so you you know go over to his Substack and you'll definitely be you can also follow him on Twitter and, and all the social media he's, he's you know he's so fantastic in, in getting all the social media uh, channels covered and uh, so there's so many different ways to to follow uh, his content and 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 it's fantastic uh, but he's a great storyteller um, so here's an interview with uh, Wendell Maxey uh, enjoy it and uh, we will talk to you next week. All right, so on the Taking the Charge podcast this week, a uh, an old uh, buddy of mine who I guess was my driving partner for a while here in, in good old Deutschland, southern Germany, um, taking in games in Nuremberg and going to all-star games in Bonn and whatnot. Uh, good man, Wendell Maxey, uh, who uh, is... Um, yeah, his, his, one of his main things right now is writing about the, the Basketball League, and we'll get to that, his uh, sub-stack. Wendell, uh, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? David, everything's good over here, man. I appreciate you yeah, reaching out and just catching up. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, you know, so, so Wendell's really, you know, Wendell's been around uh, the, the basketball, you know, seen for for i guess almost two decades um you know geez <laughs> sure wow. man i'll go there i'll say it yeah no that's even if so you don't want to you don't want to hear it yeah, no i know but you know what i mean like when you it's yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, a lot yeah. of time it's a lot of games <laughs> yeah um just looking at the bottom of i'm just going to read it off the bottom of, of the Substack has covered and written about professional basketball for 19 years and has previously been featured on ESPN.com, NBA.com, USA Today, Fox Sports, and Slam Magazine, among other publications and outlets. Um, he's also, uh, he's been a huge help for me in, in many, many, many regards um, and um, is actually um, is actually really one of the reasons why I'm still in the game. <laughs> I, don't wow. I don't know if you remember. Hey, uh, those are good, yeah. Sitting, yeah, sitting, sitting on the couch in 2016 uh, while uh, with my Cubs and and uh, I think your I think your 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 series of um, your series of WhatsApp messages were do not get out of the game something along, mm-hmm. along, along mm-hmm. those lines. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess I guess uh, you've been back in the states now for for a while. Uh, what do you? Uh, what do you miss most about Germany? So you lived in in Nuremberg. Uh, yeah. uh, what do you What do you miss most about Germany? Oh my gosh, the people, you know what I mean? Like just meeting, I mean, thank you for that, by the way, because it's it just, yeah, it's nice to kind of look back on that time and my time there went by so quick. Uh, I was there four years um, and yeah, just miss the people, you know, you, you get so um, yeah, connected in, in a new culture and a new world and, you know, people like yourself, you helped me just as equally too by the way i mean getting to germany and kind of starting to cover games over there um getting to know people uh it was super impactful and it's something i think about all the time what do you think that i mean you've talked to a lot of people who you know want to play professionally and and might not might not realize you know what uh what europe you know in in general germany in particular is about you know, if, if somebody were to come to you and I mean, even though you've been away, uh, uh, away for a few years, I mean, you still know, 
the landscape, et cetera. Uh, What, what do you, what do you tell them about, let's say the basketball out here? Sure. Um, It's such a unique atmosphere uh, being in the gym or in an arena in Germany, regardless if it's BBL or pro a or pro B um, there's a connection, like a, just an intimate connection with the game that you automatically kind of experience. It's fans are passionate. They're super supportive. They, they don't care if you win or lose, they care about your effort. And that is felt, uh, it's felt on the court by players and by coaches. I was able to, um, you know, work in Nuremberg with the you know, pro A team there at the time. And, um, you just feel, yeah, it's just, it's almost out of body in that way a little bit because from an American standpoint, if you haven't never experienced the drum lines and the flags, you know, the passionate, you'd be like, Whoa, Whoa. But sometimes it's, and I equated it to, to this like small town USA, like basketball in Indiana or at a Friday or, night. Or high college. School yeah. College, small college, you know, that intimate setting where mm-hmm. anything can happen and um, guys, you know, they go hard, they work hard and they put on a good show, you know, competitive. That's the other thing I would say. So after atmosphere would be like the competitiveness of it. Cause guys get after it. Young guys that are trying to work their way up through club teams, Americans that are over, maybe just on, you know, trying to get a cup of coffee over there or guys that have been around and bounced around, like they guys get after it. So you, your respect for the game can be kind of becomes that much um at a higher level and so that's what i kind of share with guys that i talk about like if you have an opportunity to play in germany or overseas depending the situation you know take advantage of that not only for just to get your foot in the door and make a name for yourself but what you're going to experience off the off the court as well make an entire career you know i mean there's plenty of uh, americans who quote get stuck here and you know with the you know a local a local lady and get married have kids and and want sure. um yeah yeah you know or they you, even figure out you you know that the hey i'm 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 in, i'm overseas for these six to eight months and i'm back home for this time and during that time you know they're playing in the summer league or you know, during training conditioning, if they're going about it the right way, but there's guys that really have figured out, you know, kind of that work-life balance when you talk about being a professional basketball player. Looking at, uh, you know, looking at the stars of the NBA right now, I mean, you look at Giannis, you look at uh, uh, Jokic, you look at Embiid, you know, you look at, you know, there's a lot of internationals uh, as faces of, of the league right now. Um, right. and, 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 and really, you know, Doncic of course, as well. Um, do you, do you get a sense maybe for, for, cause, cause good chunk of my audience is, is here in Europe and, and kind of right. you know, sees it from, sees the NBA, sees the United States from afar. Um, yeah. do you, do you get a sense that, that, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much, I don't know how much European or any of the domestic leagues are shown, um, on any of the, the programs or, you know, any of the, the streaming, whatever in, in the States, but do you have a, uh, what, what, you know, what, do you have a feeling that the, that the game in Europe is, 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 is getting more respected from the general, yeah, public, for general sure. public because of those guys that, that you see? Yeah. You know? I, I, I think so. I, I think, you know, you're introduced to um, basketball that's played this guy with a, this funny name. You know, not only that, but, you know, if you're a student of the game and I think you are, I would say I am people that are in basketball because at the end of the day, it's a small world and, you know, people are a lot more tuned in and plugged in and, and know if, especially if you're a local guy and you're playing summer league and you're playing a pro-am, um, if you're traveling to play basketball, not only overseas, but in the NBA, and you go over and play in Spain or Russia or France, that following comes with you. And so there's a lot of name recognition of 
not only guys that go overseas to play, but they be, you know, fans become and people become familiar with their teammates. And, oh, I played with that guy or I saw him when he was on this club team and he worked his way up. Or um, I think people are a lot more in tune with the game overseas and in Europe, aside from those marquee names. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say a lot of people are more in the know. They're aware of what's going on in Europe. They might not know, like, what's going on with in Dusseldorf. You know what I mean? Like they're not gonna know what's going, what's going on in in Munich, or you know, but they might know the names. You know, um, they might know that have heard of the teams and things like that. But if you're able to, you know, be around the game of basketball and know it's around the world, then yeah, you're you're aware. Um, let's let's move over to 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 the venture that that you have going on right right now with uh, the basketball league and you know one of the things that um, uh, I guess I, I encounter all the time is there's so much basketball out there. I mean I don't really have time to watch college basketball. I don't really watch much NBA during the season. Um, you know the playoffs. All you know my people who who follow me know me. You know know that you know. I'm a big baseball fan. So if, if I wake up in the morning and, and there's sports on in, in, from the United States, you know, nine, right. nine, nine times out of 10 um, or, or probably 9.5 times out of 10 right. uh, during the regular season, uh, it would be a baseball game that I'll watch instead of a, an, an NBA game. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and so there's just so much basketball and then there's youth basketball and all of these other countries and everything else that, that, that you can keep right. up with and everything else. There's the G league, there's overtime elite, you know, sure. this and this and this, and then, and then, so, I mean, you know, we've known each other for a little, while and, little, then, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, you come up on you in your feed, you pop up with the basketball league and, and I'm like, what? Mm. So, um, yeah, because yeah. I, I imagine, I imagine the percentage of people who, 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 you know, who follow me, you know, is, is, it's probably pretty low as far as those who, who know what the basketball league is. So, you know, sure. you, you've started the Substack, uh, which is actually where this show is on, um, Substack.com and, and your, your Substack is, a, um, shout out to is, Substack, by the way, how about David. it? Fantastic. Fantastic. David, seriously. Can we get a plug? You might need them as a sponsor. So that's just a plug. <laughs> Go, ahead. Go um, ahead. Around the basketball, uh, around the, wait, so um, no, around the TBL yes. dot substack.com. Uh, so it's around the basketball league um, yeah. and it's the fifth season. And um, so uh, 23 expansion teams uh joining yeah, this, this year so yeah, it's, yeah, it's a 42 a team league in the fifth year of existence i guess first kind of just maybe start off with did you know about this league all five years um or or how did you kind of uh first uh come in contact with uh the basketball sure. league? and this is and this is um, and this is not um this is not the um, this is not the the one million uh what's, no, what's, that's, what's that, that, that's that's the 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 basketball tournament that's TV that's the basketball TV. tournament exactly the, yeah. yeah exactly so it's not it's and not I, the basketball tournament it's the basketball leagues no no that's the so, so are you you were googling summer. right you were googling like, what's it called again the basketball league and, and you're like whoa there it is and then sure yeah no it's the league's done a good job over the last five years um they you know really started with just a handful of teams um you may know the albany patroons dave you, you're at least plugged in that way to where you would probably know the history of the Albany Patrons with Phil Jackson and yeah, okay, that's what George I Carl and all the players that came uh -huh. through there. So they're kind of a, a staple within the basketball league and um, you know, using that franchise to say, hey, you know, we want to have a long um, successful go at this as a league um, and I, I think they've done a, a great job about creating a platform for players to not only play locally, you know, across the U.S. because those teams, the, uh, it's 44 teams uh, across the U.S. and then these smaller markets um, are giving guys an opportunity that may not have a chance to get overseas quite yet. Um, so to watch it grow in that way, and like you mentioned, with them adding a number of expansion teams this this year uh it's 
yeah, it's promising. I, I'm hopeful that it, it continues to be successful. And how did you run into it for the first time? Uh, so it actually kind of has its roots in the National Basketball League of Canada. The, uh, the league there has been around for a while. And uh, one of the head coaches, Dave Magley, who um, played at Kansas and was drafted in the, into the NBA, um, has been around the game for a number of years. Uh, you know, kind of saw an opportunity to create a league uh, that would be a short season league, uh, you know, really starts in, in February and runs through May. So it's it's the perfect chance to get guys in condition and their game film ready and their stats ready to provide for teams at the G League level or internationally, you know, and really open that door for players or give guys a chance that have been overseas before, you know, and, and are home currently. And, and um, so in that regards, they've done a, a great job too. Um, yeah, it's, it's a short season that I've never really kind of covered a short season like this. I covered the NBA for eight years and then being in Germany and Germany and going to work for the basketball team there. And, and what I did with scores first with, um, the agency and, and working in PR. So I was able to, yeah, just kind of can meet people along the way. And uh, I think Dave Magley is somebody's name that I came encounter with when I learned about the National Basketball League of Canada. And that was when I was in Germany. So just kind of keeping tabs. Uh, I knew he and uh, was trying to start something up. So I caught wind of it early and just kind of watched kind of take shape i would say and and what made you what made you think of, of starting up the the uh, around the basketball league and the substack yeah um so they didn't have any news coverage they have mm -hmm. stories on the teams like hey you know uh they take uh teams like beaumont panthers which has kendrick perkins um as its team owner, market team owner. Um, and they use a name recognition connections with the NBA and the NBA alumni to, to really make sure the teams are structured up the top, not in every case, but in that particular case, um, you know, I'd like that part of it, but they needed something more, I felt. You know, they needed kind of a one-stop shop for coverage. Um, you could do press releases and announces, and, you know, this team is an expansion team. You know, those kind of articles were out there, but they didn't have anybody covering the day-to-day -day and, and doing features on players and features on coaches and, you know, executives around the league and, and kind of providing that kind of coverage. So I felt like that was an opportunity for me to – yeah, continue my writing and about the game, um, be able to feature some of these guys more and, and kind of provide that coverage uh, on the basketball league. Um, the most recent piece uh, was about uh, Ken, uh, Chris Perry uh, from the Tampa Bay Titans and uh, actually has a very interesting connection to Europe uh he's probably someone who might not necessarily uh, have uh, the you know the <laughs> the highest regard for Europe um why don't you why don't you give me uh give us a little uh, rundown of 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 what maybe some people can catch on on uh on 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 around the basket around the basketball league uh about Chris Perry uh yeah uh I came uh across Chris uh just looking at the team there in, in Tampa Bay, they're in uh, a unique situation down the Southeast division for the TBL um, kind of started out slow, but they started racking up some wins. So you just kind of start to take a look at some of the, those guys um, name on a stat sheet, I would say. Mm -hmm. And you look at the name on the stat sheet in this case it was Chris Perry and he put up uh, a double, double big, had a big night. And I was like, okay, you know, I mean, let me read about Chris a little Let's bit. Google yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you start to read about Chris and um, you find out that uh, 
and like many of the guys in the league, they have just a unique story about their experience with basketball up to this point, you know, of them trying to start their professional careers. He was able to start his professional career in Slovakia, uh, ran into uh, some trouble and got hooked up with the wrong people and found out, you know, ended up in, in jail and detained, you know, we had to go to trial. Yeah. In Slovakia. 15, could have been, yeah, in Slovakia, could have been 15 years for him. Um, the initial sentence was seven years and he ended up doing four years um, there. And yeah, he's been out for eight months and he lost his mother during that time. Yeah, had grandparents that passed away during that time. He wasn't able to go to their any of their funerals. Um, so you take these names on a stat sheet, and you, you, as a writer, and you know this as well as I do, even as a person, that everybody has you know, has a story to tell. You know, everybody has their own unique experience and, and journey they're on. And so, I'm hoping just to kind of shed light on some of those those stories through through the eyes, and, you know through the rebounds, through the nights of the gym of these players around the league, you know, uh, you know, coaches too, um, been able to, you know, meet and then catch up and talk basketball with, with guys around the league that are, you know, coaching and maybe it's a veteran coach or a coach that's really trying to start out and they want to get, you know, maybe there's an opportunity overseas for them too, you know, to coach. Um, so yeah, Chris's, um, feature stories running, um, there's, I have, you know, two two more coming that I'm working on right now that are really, you know, um, I think just good stories to tell about the league and, and paints the what's going on there in a good light. Well, what do you think are some of your some of your favorite pieces so far that you've that you've put out there? Oh gosh, the next one maybe. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like you're always like, because you know how it is, Dave. You're it's sometimes on stories. It's turn and burn. You're on to the next one, but um, yeah, there. But there are some. Doing, there are some. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Coverage. I know yeah, like sometimes I'll just recap games, and I love doing that because you know it's 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 a way for people just to. That's the other thing is the connection and the community that's grown through Substack and even just pushing it out on Twitter. Um, you know, I think guys are appreciative. They want to have their name out there especially somebody like in, in chris's case where if you were to search them up and that's the only thing you came across you would easily easily judge the book by that cover right and so when there's so much more to it and uh, more to them and what they're trying to accomplish and the goals that they have you know not to be stymied at 23 or 25 and say i'm never going to make it um so I, I, that has been refreshing. Um, it's been, um, nice, nice to see and, and see the stories kind of take shape and then, you, um, guys be yeah, appreciative. Of it. So, um, Chris's story definitely touched me. Um, Darius Nunn with, uh, Owensboro, Kentucky. Um, he has a great, yeah, he, you know, just, a guy that really puts his faith first and worked hard and, and it's, it's shown. So it's somebody that, um, that's a story you can get behind kind of thing where I was like, Hey, it'd be nice to share his, his story. He's, you know, coming from a, a smaller school and, um, doing well in Kentucky. Mark Anderson's the coach there and was able to speak with him and, and he's been in game around the game for, um, yeah, super long time. And, just knowing what he's trying to do uh he's wearing two hats there as you know uh, as a coach and and being a mentor and, and really kind of helping guys say hey wh what are your goals what do you want to do well, i want to make it to the nba okay great bro who doesn't you know what i mean like who does there's there's, there's, there's only literally millions and millions of players yes. who want that so okay <laughs> around so, the world <laughs> yeah but if if so what do you do what do you do if you're an aspiring pro trying to get overseas or trying to get to the G League? Or if that is your goal, then you you can't make it abroad, especially over the last two years, been extremely difficult for guys, you know. Um, so the TBL provides that. They provide that at, at home. Um, they do a good job about, you know, the watching over the teams. There's team markets in, 
uh, our team owners in each market, and they're the ones that are really kind of managing the day-to-day, and some of those teams do it extremely well. Uh, some of them, it's a shot in the dark, and they're throwing something against the wall and hoping it sticks, you know. Um, but I'd say o- overall, uh, you know, there's 660 jobs in the, in the TBL, you know, across the league. Uh, and if you're trying to either make a name for yourself and, and really say, hey, here's a small sample size of a short run season, um, just finished, you know, playing the TBL, here's my game film, here's my references, my coach, you, can speak. you know, those things for a player to provide for a team, especially teams in Europe that aren't maybe as buttoned up right like you've seen that and probably could speak to that more than me but there's teams that are really buttoned up and do a really good job and there's teams you're like gosh this structure at the top is not hot and it shows shows in the win-loss column it shows how they market themselves and promote themselves so it kind of ends up being the player who says hey you know i can promote myself now by playing the tbl i have the game film i've got the stats and uh the support of the league so that's been that's been nice to see and then, I mean, you you mentioned um, uh, you mentioned Kendrick per- Ker- uh, Kendrick Perkins, you know, yeah. Stevie Francis as a team, um, Cliff Levingston, James White, yeah. Wallace uh, Wallace Bryant, you know, Olden Bolognese. you know, these are sure. these, these are guys with names, and, and if there's a connection there, um, yeah, that that you know, if one of these guys who you know have 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 built up a following and you know people know who they are and and there's a respect sure. that's connected with them, hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But, but I will say this, that can't be your only story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that can't be the only story you put out there. So if you don't have, and there's local writers that are maybe doing stuff, but I try to provide kind of a well-rounded either national perspective or even having the opportunity to be in Europe, I try to offer that perspective. So, um, gosh, he was the guy you, Oh, David Godbold, uh, played in Hagen and, um, played at Oklahoma. Um, he's playing for the team, um, the TBL in Potawatomi, in a, back in Oklahoma. So there's little stories like that that are interesting. Um, Mo Creek, Mo Creek's from Baltimore, and he's played in the Brunson League, which is a summer league, probably the, one of the most underrated and competitive summer leagues out there under the Drew League, and you know, he was over in the Ukraine when, when stuff started going sideways and, and the ordeal over there and, and couldn't couldn't get home. And he just got back home and signed uh, to play in the TBL in Medora, which is a small team uh, in Indiana, small market team. And just to be home, you know, knowing that he's safe and can be back on the basketball court and make it an income and grow his game. So there's really like these super unique interesting paths that are crossing for me um i feel after being like you said like 19 years deep covering basketball it's just a small world and um you know some of those names and know some of those people or you get to know them um so i i feel that if you can have those stories out there more that coverage out that more more out there for these guys it's only beneficial to them and 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 the league and it's a nice community the fans are super diehard so it's been nice to hear from fans that have reached out and they're reading and writing in and you know asking me to cover this player or hey do you know this well, i was just gonna say i mean i i mean at the beginning it's probably you know uh, <laughs> our life where you know you just research and research and yes. research oh, okay there's a nugget i can ask him about and oh, there's yeah, another one for sure but yeah so but so you just said you just said that, that fans are, are saying you know, can you write about this guy are you starting to are you starting to get let's say leads from, from teams and everybody and say, Hey, you know, why don't you, you know, this is, this is this guy's story. Uh, I mean, yes and no, you know, teams do some teams do a, a great job about marketing players on the court and off the court and in the community. And if I see something like that, um, and I see it, you know, team really getting behind a player in the right way. It's easy for me to be like, okay, hey, I've heard about this guy. I think I've seen him play. Let me, you know, let me connect with him and talk with him and hear more about his story. And, you know, it's come about that way. 
you know, I would say, I've even heard from parents or family members. That's the kind of new mm, one. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, my son, you know, my son, <laughs> my, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But for me as a writer, sometimes you got to have that connection. And, you know, there has to, has to if I want to sit down and write and it's coming from the heart and it's a, you know, there's a difference between, hey, I'm going to write a recap for a story versus I'm going to do a feature on a guy, you know, um, there's a lot of research. I mean, that's some of the times the, you know, the, the, they shouldn't call it being a writer. We should be called researcher. Yeah, you know, exactly. Exactly. Because there's yeah, so yeah. much time and effort and energy that goes into reaching it and tell these stories, you know, the right way. Cause this story wasn't there before. That's the way you, the other way I kind of look at it, like you're creating this digital footprint for these guys to say, Hey, here's my, you know, my story. And they're the ones living and they might felt like they were held back or not given an opportunity or, Oh man, I should be overseas playing. Um, but every, everybody's situation's different. I think teams recognize that and do, you know, some teams do a good job about marketing their guys and, and some don't, um, you know, fans have been great. Parents have been great. Even the TBL, the TBLs reached out to me and say, man, thank you so much for doing it. And I'm, I'm, you know, happy you know, happy to do it. I, I feel like I have experience. Um, I get after it, try to tell good stories and put it out there. And then I kind of leave it, you know what I mean? And, and that's what it's about. Just leaving it there for them um, to say, gosh, I've, you know, some of these guys hopefully will look back, you know, on some of these stories and hopefully I'll have a chance to stay in touch with them and, and do more stories down the road. But, and I usually do. I feel like I, I developed uh, a lot of good, you know, friends and contacts and connections in Germany and continued to follow their careers throughout and hoping to provide that uh, at the TBL level. Okay. Um, I want to, so, so, I mean, to, to ask, um, you know, uh, I mean, you said, you mentioned, was it 44? Or is it 42 teams? Cause I think you wrote 42 teams. Is it, but is it 44? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's 44. And okay, they're, so uh, I think they might on their website have a couple teams that did not, I mean, before you mentioned with the Houston push and Steve Francis, like they're not in the league. I don't know if they're going to come back or not, but they're okay. not involved. Uh, and then they have expansion teams that they're in discussions with about adding for next year. One, which I'm super stoked about, is in Seattle. Oh, uh, wow. Seattle. Yeah, Superhawks with um, Super Eldridge. Hawks. Eldridge or Kasner out of Washington. Uh, and he played in the CBA and the NBA. You probably know the name Eldridge, Eldridge or Kasner. So he's going to be their head coach, uh, another former NBA player. So, yeah, it's, it's growing. You know, um, is that a good thing though? Is it getting too big? I mean, if you, you, that's a lot of teams. Uh, well, I think that's the benefit of having these small market, you know, and, team and, owners. And, and so, but so it's and, so I think, uh, uh, so this is this is your your breakdown. So it's central, lower west, uh, lower midwest, northeast, southeast, upper midwest, and west. Um, do they play everybody in their conference yeah they play yeah they play within within their division and then they'll break down conference once it gets into the playoffs so which the season like so it's truly only local or regional whatever if you want to call it and then until playoffs and then they kind of go yes further out yeah yeah exactly and um i mean to answer your question yeah i think it's probably growing too fast but in a good way because if you have a team to put on the court and it's local guys that, or even just, I mean, some guys are driving, you know what I mean? There's guys that are driving hours to play and it's guys that are looking for an opportunity. So if you have that and you can field a team, um, I think we'll see more teams pop up, but I think if from the basketball standpoint, you still got to put a competitive product on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're going to, yeah, sure. your goal, if, yeah, if your goal is to win a championship and get asses in the seats, you got to put a good product on the floor and you can put out any promotional stuff you want on them. But if the product's not good, people aren't going to come and you might have a sparse following but if you want to grow something within a community it you got to put a good product on the floor yeah um and with 44 teams i mean it's it's probably totally impossible to say if there's a you know uh, if there's a typical player because there's you know players so and so you know variety of of um 
of, of stages in their careers, et cetera. Um, but, yeah. so, but so uh, maybe as far as financially goes, do you have, do you have any idea how, how, uh, you know, how competitive this is with, you know, let's say the G league or, or, or another league. Um, yeah, I, I have some knowledge of that. Um, you know, some guys are making under a grant, some guys are making over a grant, but you know, some might have incentives laced in their contract to, to provide more than that. But, yeah. um, you know, it's a paying professional job just which i appreciate and um and it's get good to see that that guys can yeah still make out a, a career out of playing basketball and you know if their aspirations are good to the g league they'll have knowledge of of that as well how their contract is structured they wouldn't have had that before they wouldn't have had an idea of incentives or is this you know is a standard for that's the other you know still part i think that's a league and I'm sure they do it in some capacity, but I'd like to see it more of as those workshop kind of things, really preparing guys for, okay, we're getting you ready on the court for overseas. Great. But, and like I've said, like we go back to the Chris Perry story. Okay. Was, was somebody or someone able to say, Hey, this is, you know, this is what Slovakia is like. Here's, you know, and I, I felt like that was, um, what I loved about working in Nuremberg with the team there is, you know, I was not only scouting and recruiting players, but I was getting them acclimated and transitioned overseas once they did get into town. Mm-hmm. You know, they had somebody to say, this is what it's like. This is, you know, parts of the town. Stores are closed on Sunday. You know, exactly. whatever the case is, yeah. whatever the case is yeah. um, there's how you get your Metro card, whatever, you know, some, something to really set them up for success um you know i i I think those kind of things are being fine-tuned the financials you know some are aware of i know they do a good job on the sponsorships and and are growing those uh, partnerships and sponsors so that's nice to see um both at like a local level uh, and even like a hyper local level Um, because you're not only in a certain state but you generally in a pretty smaller you know, part of the town. Um, if you're not like in Syracuse or Albany, but if I, you know, mention Owensboro, you know, okay, Kentucky, yeah, it's a diehard basketball um, hotbed, and you're going to be able to have a nice following, you know, that way. So I, I think the league is um, growing, not only team wise, but financially too, which um, will only be helping them kind of sustain this model you know it's five years in if they want to keep going they're going to need more of that yeah exactly uh all right let's have some fun uh favorites uh there's lots of uh, examples uh your favorite name names whatever for teams favorite favorite names for the teams yeah oh god Man, because I, I haven't in front, I have in front of me, so I, I have in front of me, so it's a, so it's a little bit easier. I, I do like the leper, the uh, Lebanon leprechauns. I think that's a that's yeah. a that's Indiana. a pretty pretty good one. Lebanon, Indiana. Yeah, um, you'll it, see a lot of those teams, Dave. I'll, I'll say this too: Indiana, they, the T Bell has done a tremendous job about that's you know that's their backyard, and mm. you know those teams. Um, like the All-Americans, the Indiana All-Americans, like it, it's just a, uh, a great connection. Um, yeah, like those crazy kind of names, but it just draws a, a good following the community. So uh, Indiana, um, yeah, the leprechauns, that's, <laughs> I can see that from you. I can see the leprechauns from you. Um, I, I do really like Toledo Glass City, BC too, though. For, for, I'm not exactly sure yeah. why, but I there's something yeah. in there that, you yeah. Know, it's 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 not it you know because also in the upper midwest you also have the you know this football soccer you know flint united um, yeah flint united uh, i would say yeah, you know, but that's, De- I, that's the, the one i'd probably put up there flint united the flint united yeah the detroit hustle is pretty good too sure the jackals yeah. the jamestown jackals yeah upper midwest is bringing their name game right yeah and even some of like the teams out west i like the salem capitals i mean just from living in oregon and and you know salem being the, the state capital out there and watch them they start off super hot 
and um, remain like the only undefeated team uh, before heading into the all-star break. And, and they've kind of grown organically and are um, really rooted in, in their community. So it, that's nice to see. Uh, San Diego Sharks is kind of cool, like their jerseys. Um, and they're, you know, playing in a, a smaller um, gym out there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Syracuse Stallions. Mm-hmm. um Shreveport Mavericks so there's yeah Dallas yeah Dallas is kind of cool like their their jerseys you know turned out really well too um the skyline is the Dallas team. yeah the skyline and uh yeah I, I think their jersey sales and their apparel sales have done really well like you know growing that following through those names and those mascots well, I mean, you know, I mean, if you think about it, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a minor league and you look at minor league baseball, you know, there's some fantastic, you know, marketing people in, in, in minor league baseball too. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, there's only, there's only, you know, a certain number of NBA jobs for marketing people, you know, and, yeah, and, yeah. and there's, but there's still great people, marketing people in the, in the world who want to be in the basketball, you know, and there's, you know, there's only amount of, you know, certain amount of G league teams also maybe sure. in your area and you know, this gives them also the chance to maybe, you know, if, if you're from Raleigh, I guess, yeah. Or, you know, you're from Raleigh or you're from Flint or wherever, you know, you can, you can stay in that city. You can stay in your city or, or, you know, you're, you're married and you're, and your partner has, you know, has moved to that city. You're like, well, and I'm, I'm a marketing person and I live in Salem and, you know, there's nothing else. So let's, you know, market, yeah. we start stuff for the capitals. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, if, if the league, this league were not around guys wouldn't have, that option or that opportunity to, to, you know, either provide for themselves or their families or, you know, even invest in their professions if it wasn't for that case. Um, I believe there's a, uh, one of the marketing managers for the Kokomo Bobcats recently parlayed, you know, his hustle into getting a job with the Chicago Bulls in their marketing department. So people that are generally driven, you know, and within the game, they're going to find a way to kind of, keep going um and then put together yeah a long six you know successful career regardless if you're on the court or off the court and so that's that's been nice to see there's been a, a few players that burned some you know chile contracts and even nba two-way con you know the two-way contracts like the two-way deal so um that's you know refreshing to to see and and is easily to support I mean, Thanks you know what I mean? You'll like, be found never, you'll be, you will be found anywhere. You know, it's just the same thing here in Europe, same thing, you know, in, 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 in the basketball league, you know I mean? If you could play, if you could play basketball at a high level, people will yeah. eventually find you wherever you are. Yeah. And that, you know, that's my hope. That's why I'm excited actually, you know, not only to cover the TBL this season, but they have a summer league coming up in Las Vegas. They do a combine there. It's, you know, four days, you know, teams turn out able to evaluate talent guys are able to say hey this is who i am i'm here or maybe they're returning just getting those um yeah those reps in on the court to say hey i'm out here i'm a free agent um because the more the more the league can develop those names and have their names connected to those kind of success stories it's it's only going to help them you know, more. And, and so it becomes at that point, Dave, it becomes a year round approach to it, right? It's, it goes beyond just the short season of February through May, but it's, you know, Hey, we got a combine could do a showcase, um, really profile. A lot of these guys are coming in the league and continue to tell their stories. And if guys sign overseas, man, I, that's the, I think that's what I'm really looking forward to. Like some of these stories I've done with guys and watching them go from the TBL to either the G League or play overseas. I, I'm really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just to kind of close, maybe um, you know it's a it's a 24 game regular season. I guess uh, playoffs. Uh, when do we get a champion? Uh, and then maybe how people can follow let's say first the league and then we'll sure let you pimp all of your stuff um but you know when when uh, when are the playoffs how can how can people follow the playoffs etc sure yeah so the end of the regular season is at the end of may may 29th i believe is the rest one of the last regular season games and then they jump right into the um the 
postseason and they'll do conference play within, you know, within the postseason to, yeah, uh, push it along into the finals. Uh, the Kokomo Bobcats were the defending champs from last year, um, but a ton of teams have really come on strong of not only late, but just maintained a high level of success across much of the season. So you mentioned Toledo glass city uh, earlier, you know, that's an expansion team, but they're right there in the thick of it. Salem um, started off hot and they're, um, you know, pushing, making a push strong in the postseason out on the West. So um, Albany, like Albany is, is in Syracuse. It's, I think that those are the two teams uh, out of the Northeast, I could see going deep and having deep playoff runs and either coming out as, as one of the champs, um, you know, either Syracuse or Albany. So that'd be my, my hot take there. All right. Uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, read all of your great stuff. Yeah. We will get on our way. Um, I'm a little bit of everywhere. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn, um, around the basketball league on Twitter. Um, you can yeah reach out to me there or follow along there and read along. It's it's um gonna be uh yeah an on, ongoing kind of passion project of mine to um, continue to tell these stories and and yeah meet people around the the game more. Um, as you said, two decades, <laughs> two decades. That is <laughs> that is so great. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. When you're doing it every day, you're just you're just you're just nose down. I think that's probably um, over my time getting back from Germany and over the probably these last few years, just really, you know, head down working. And um, yeah, I've just it's been been kind of nice to look back on it with you. All right, Wendell Maxi. Uh, the site is uh, around the tbl.substack.com. Uh, that's the place where you can uh, read uh, really uh, some fantastic uh, work uh, from from uh, a good a good friend of mine who uh, uh, it's been it's been a while uh, as you say it's been a minute um, uh, Wendell thanks for coming on thanks for uh, uh, also I think in the name of of, uh, of all these guys I'm sure that they love to you know I, I know from the articles that I write that you know that that there's um, you know loads of appreciation. Uh, that they are, you know, get, you know, get a chance to be covered, and uh, and you know, you're you're very similar to me. Uh, you're you're not, uh, you know, this sensationalist that you're looking for scandals or anything like that. You, you know, I, I always, especially when I write for young young players, you know, one of the things I kind of say is I, I write for their grandmas or their aunts or you know, it's like yeah, sure, parents because it's like one of their pieces, you know, it's one of the first pieces, and also that there's a good interaction between media and players, you know, because there's 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 enough bad apples out there. Uh, oh in, yeah in the journalist world that i yeah. want i want them to at least have a good experience on the journalist sure. uh, on the journalist front uh you know yeah. early on so um, uh by the way by the way because i can't forget i can't forget this if it wasn't for you <laughs> i probably would have been sleeping in a shady motel in Lithuania during the european <laughs> and the the olympic qualifier like yeah, so Dave, Dave put me like we both end up in Lithuania. We were in Germany. Um, green cheese, Olympic green court. cheese, yeah. and green cheese, and, yes. uh, and 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 cucumber, little small cucumbers. Yes, we were in uh, Vilnius and Kaunas, and I was there. For, how long were you there? Because I was there for like nine days, nine ten days. How yeah. long were you there in total? I was there to the end. I was there to the end. Yeah. Gosh, amazing. Yeah, but it, yeah, you put me up, uh, gave me a place to stay, and. Um, yeah, that was still like those nine days was uh, fantastic. Being able to just cover so many games that we did and see Bomberg with you, Bomberg with your, you had a child, uh, you had a child, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, I was uh, band-aid, up with me, band-aid, band-aid oh, on I your did. finger. It's the only band-aid in the house. My first game covering in Bomberg and I was getting ready to go to the game, leave, and I'm washing the ditches, dishes in the sink, and one, a bowl slipped out of my hand, and it, I went to grab it, and it dug into my finger, and so I ended up having to get, um, yeah, six, seven stitches in that thing, and and got home from the hospital. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go cover this game, 
Here yep. we go. See how the typing's going to go. And that late night uh, coming back from Bonds, the, the All-Star game, Bond, that was. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just, I mean, just even those talks, even be able just to talk basketball and life with you. And um, I mean, much like we've we've done now, it pretty much free flows. I'm surprised we kept it. <laughs> I'm surprised. We are professionals. We are professionals. You have to say that. 20 years. <laughs> Professional right? talkers. Yeah. There yes. we go. Let's talk about it. No, you know, we, 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 we stay on our, you know, we stay in our lane and what we're doing focused and then, sure. and then yeah. let, let's actually close this. So, so Wendell, thanks a lot. Appreciate your, your time. Thanks, uh, we'll, we'll talk more in a second uh, when, as soon as I close this, uh, but uh, good luck. Uh, and uh, the after and, show, that's the and, after show. The after, the after show. Um, <laughs> and, and enjoy all this great stuff. And, and, and really uh, thanks uh, to, to, you know, in name of those guys, uh, because I'm sure they, they really totally appreciate it. and the clubs. I'm sure uh, it's great having someone uh, of your caliber, uh, giving them giving them some uh, some love so great job keep it up and uh hopefully hopefully some sometime soon um uh, we'll catch up uh, in person thanks Dave. i appreciate that really do thank you